Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawn Point, show where I get to sit down with basically whoever and pretty much talk about anything. I mean, gaming, yes, but I mean, we're, we're probably going to end up out of this world with this one because I, I had to find somebody who wasn't just completely dedicated to the topic because like, I want someone who also has kind of that, that gaming mindset for some of these topics too, but... I mean, a little bit of rational mindsets, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah, we got to, I got to talk about the, the UAP, non-human intelligence, the, the, what potentially could end up being one of the biggest events in human history. Uh, but, but we'll talk about that. However, I did want to bring on someone I've been wanting to do a video collaboration with for a long time with some of the discussion stuff, and that is Mudahar. Muda. What, hey. what would you prefer I call you, actually? Uh, Muda. <laughs> That's Muda? fine. Okay. Muda okay. or whatever works. Okay, good, 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 good. Because some, some ordinary gamers, if we end up playing Halo, it's not going to work saying that over and over again. So, <laughs> Muda. Muda, dude, Muda I, works. That works. Dude, I, I modern, let me tell you something, man. Like, multiplayer gaming, I used to be the biggest player. Back in the 360 days, like Gears 3, Gears 2, Halo 3, Halo Reach. Now it's just... I tried getting into the whole fun of it again with friends. Even with friends, man, I'm telling you, every time you sign into these services, one of my biggest problems is, like, I fired up Modern Warfare 2. You know, you know before you hit the start button these days, you got to dodge cash shops, battle passes. Then you find a game, and it's the same four maps over and over again, and the metas have already been, like, placed down. It, anytime you find something fun in a game, dude, we're never going to get back to the days of Modern Warfare 2, One Man Army, Commando Pro, these super broken but ultimately fun, like, strategies. No, it's it's all gone. Like, the most fun I've had, and it's sad to say, is when the COD servers flipped back on. I was like, oh, cool, get a couple of games in. All right, I'm done now. But most of my gaming, dude, is like the other day I loaded up Dark Souls, like remastered. I'm like, all right, th this is it. This is where it is for me playing a game from nearly over a decade ago now. I saw the the video you posted up, was it uh, yesterday? And it it was, I mean, I think the setting was correct for it because there was like this defeatism about it. With yeah. you, you were on the couch just like, man, I tried playing all these games, these multiplayer games, and it's just... Ti it's it, you look tired you looked fatigued i, I, <laughs> I went through you know, like it was like i come home from like this long day and it's like everybody's like hey let's load up some you know Warzone and then halo and everything so first off when you're playing a game now you're committed to you got to download like a 90 100 gigabyte like update or something my xbox series x i think it's got like what a terabyte of space in it i looked at the amount of games on there dude there's hardly like 10 on there at this point okay like it's just packed with like every live service game on there um, and I'm trying to play it with friends and it's just, we just rotate from game to game. Cause everyone's just like, man, this is, it really is like you're playing the same three maps over and over again. I'm like, at what point do we just not go like to the bar or something and get drunk or right. whatever? Like, why are we here? I think, yeah. So I went to yesterday, I was like, let me check out Halo Infinite again. Cause a lot of, a lot of people I was playing with, they all, they all fell out of it. MVG, Nate, RGT, they just. They were just like, eh, whatever, because it was just it, it got boring. Because like you said, I think we play the same three maps every single night, and the modes they like to rotate to keep it, I guess, fresh, quote unquote, for them. And mm -hmm. it's just it, it all plays into the live service aspect. It's like fifty three gigabytes, and I sat there and watched it download, and then it finished downloading. I was like, oh, I guess that's that for tonight. All right, I'll try it again tomorrow. So like the whole time was just me watching it download, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess. And you know, you know, the funniest part about it too is like. 
every time I see the roadmap for these games, it's like a year and a half after the release, we put an infection mode. I'm like, wow, guys, you know what happens a year and a half after the game comes out? It's dead. Like, not dead. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, there's nobody playing anymore, but it's just like, hey, the whole like uh, the hype faded away. And Halo Infinite, dude, I'm telling you, I was really hyped when it came out because yeah. I'm like, dude, everyone's getting into it. Yeah. Like, it actually feels fun. And this is this is the thing that they do. They call it multiplayer betas. They call it a demo just to get you like thinking there's going to be a big slew of content. There's not going to be an extra bit of content. It, it, that is the game. Yeah. So from <laughs> like, my understanding with what happened with Infinite is they just weren't prepared for the live service aspect and it being free to play. So that you have mm-hmm. a team that's been building. I mean, it's three four three, but they were still they technically shadowed uh, Bungie during like the Halo Reach days and ODST and all of that stuff, they were kind of shadowing them a bit. And so you take a team that's been mostly working on these closed arena multiplayer style games, and then they got to figure out how to keep you quote unquote engaged when competing with Fortnite and other things. And it's just, it it never should have been that way, but uh, I guess they felt like they had to get with the times. You know, the thing is, it's like, I feel like there's a place for something like Halo still to this day. Like I think one of the coolest things about Reach was, how unique games back in that 360 era felt as soon as you put the disc in. I remember Halo had the whole CR system, like everything that you did kind of progress into one another. Yeah, you weren't unlocking new guns and new... It wasn't that type of game, but the whole era of like getting your cosmetics, getting everything else, it all felt like there was some cool, unique, in-universe way of doing it, right? Versus... Like, nowadays, every single game feels like it's literally the same UI developer that's just, like, shadowing every single company, right? Um, But, like, the thing about the Halo stuff that that bugs me and irks me the wrong way is, like, Halo Infinite has the same problems that Guardians had. Like, if you fire up... I challenge anybody watching this. If you don't believe me, fire up Halo 5 Guardians and tell me you don't play the same two maps. I'm not even saying four. Two maps in that game over and over and over again. That's how bad... So it's like... You had one game that was, I'm not going to say a failure, I don't think you can call it a commercial failure, but like, it definitely was not popping off like the Halo mm. 3 days. So you had one mess up there. Uh, Halo 4, honestly, I didn't even play that much, so I, I can't comment too much there. And then you had like three games now, Infinite included. You could have you could have done something. So I think at this point, it's like, if I was Microsoft, if I was the big bad executive walking into the room, there would have to be like serious shakeups, right? Because this is like Microsoft, this is like Nintendo messing up Super Mario, you know? Like you can mess up a Zelda game. Hell, you could mess up a Kirby game. You could, you can't mess up a Mario game. Like, yeah. ain't no way you can do that. Yeah, Master Chief should be incredibly important to Microsoft. That should be like, we got to protect this IP at all costs. And instead, they made mm-hmm. Infinite and then a TV series that no one wants to claim. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the thing about like xbox's brand it's funny because now when i think of xbox i think of the most like important xbox ip genuinely the only thing i care about is like a forza game mm. like if it is like if if i watch an xbox showcase i'm not there to watch any halo gears i hope we get a gears game i mean mm-hmm. i'm hoping you know whenever the coalition wants to you know reveal one you know feel free but it's always Forza. I'm like, I guess we'll see the true power of the Xbox and like, hey, I like a racing game from time to time. But that's pretty much all it comes down to. And it's crazy how like they're, uh, it's crazy how when Forza came out for the 360, I remember they gave it like as part of the console, like, hey, this is your launch day. It's bundled in with it. Um, that's pretty much where I started. It almost felt like some B team. Uh, they, they wanted to make like a Gran Turismo clone. And mm-hmm. now it's like, hey, we have our own 
now we're actually better than Gran Turismo, you know, in some respects. So please come on over. Yeah, I remember um, when it, I remember when it came out. There was there was a bundle with Forza. I don't know if they had something else, but I do remember Forza the, and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I remember that one. Yep. It was like the fucking fifteen gig Xbox. Yeah. I remember on the original Xbox when Forza came out. It was pretty impressive then. They even had the ability to make decals out of pixels almost, so you would layer stuff on top yeah. of each other. And people were doing all kinds of crazy stuff with that. Well, I mean. You could probably picture half of it, but like they also did like cartoon yeah. characters and stuff, you know, that guy, more yeah. appropriate things. But, uh, but even like, even like visually, like I remember when like the one reveal came, like Xbox One and everything. I, I think the most impressive game in that time, um, NAC excluded, uh, mm-hmm. was either Killzone Shadowfall on the PS5, PS4 side, and then like Forza 5 blew me away because I'm like, man, they've got like, like this is like an actual like change compared mm-hmm. to like, like it felt really nice. Um, same with like Dead Rising. Like we went from like that era, even even the worst release, like the Xbox VCR, and it, it's kind of a shame how like when they released the most expe- like the most powerful console of all time, they just didn't release it with a Halo or a Gears or anything, right? It was just hey, this is the console pushed out to market, and I, it held the most impressive thing. I don't even remember what the Xbox Series X launch stuff even was. Uh, like, we I had, even had a... Yakuza Like a Dragon. I remember that was a big one they were trying to push. But a lot of it was games that you already have just look better. Exactly. Well, you said Yakuza, right? And it's like, okay, even when Yakuza came out, I had it for PS4. And all I missed was the 60 frames on my PS5, which I have the upgrade now. I'm not bothering to go back and do it it 200 hours again if the save files aren't carrying over. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the place where we're at. And then the thing that pissed me off today, I saw it on like Twitter, on X.com. There was like this extra life commentary on like armored core. Oh man, it's I like, saw it. Yeah. The game doesn't look as good anymore. I'm like, dude, why are we chasing the best graphics imaginable anymore? Like, I think video games look plenty great. I played Final Fantasy 16, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, if video game graphics just plateau here, I'm okay. I think most people are okay. Like Elden Ring came out. I'm like, I'm kind of fine with that. I don't really care about the crazy super duper like half the time these extra like half the time chasing the graphics means they give up on like the fun part of a game you know like shouldn't it be a fun game first then visually you look good it also stacks on top of the development time trying to get every every little thing right and i feel like that's something that insomniac has actually adapted to pretty well which you see in their output but they have stuff in the games that if you look hard enough kind of breaks i guess quote unquote the immersion like ratchet and clank you can just walk through yeah. foliage doesn't react to your little things like that but for me it's like all right i okay like like when well, halo infinite came out someone sat around shooting fruit and i'm like i would have never thought yeah, about doing would, that. yeah exactly <laughs> but but then but we live in kind of like a world where like you're always gonna find um you're all you're, you're able like Ever since video game consoles had, like, the ability to share 30 seconds of footage and screenshots, which is great, by the way. I love that. I'm not dogging on video game consoles for doing it. Everyone has shared, like, the most micro problem <laughs> and made it into, like, I remember when GTA 5 dropped. There was a, the Crop Cat video where it was, like, GTA 4 is better than 5. And I'm like, okay, in <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it might be physical. Are we going to forget how GTA 4 ran, like, dog cheeks yeah. and drops compared to 5? Like, 
I have people who like still tell me to this day it's like GTA 5's world isn't as detailed as like 4. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. 5 is pretty detailed. <laughs> I, look, I love to crap on Rockstar games. Trust me. Any day, dude, if a day, every day Rockstar messes up, I'm like, all right, time to, yeah. time, to, time, to, time to have some fun. It's like Christmas came early in my household. But I'm going to give them credit where credit's due. GTA 5, there are open world games that still don't match 5, that right. still don't match Los Santos. Like, I'm dri- I, I got it again for PS5, and my dad came over, and he, like, looked at the game. It's like, because you see how I'm driving it in first person. was like, wow, the graphics are really nice. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that this game is, like, a decade old. For 2013, point, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, it was a PS3 game. <laughs> this is back when I was in, co- like, going into college. And now I'm, like, a, you know, disgruntled, tax-paying citizen at this point. <laughs> so times have changed. GTA 6, like, and it goes back to the development time you mentioned. GTA 6, dude... It, it takes this long to come out. I'm, I'm already telling people, like, GTA 7, expand, like, whatever. GTA 7 is going to come out when I'm, like, cashing Social Security yeah. checks. Like, hey, that's <laughs> how long it's going to be. It's that and Elder Scrolls 6, you know? Double pack there. <laughs> Dude, Elder Scrolls 6, man. I just, I'm, Dave, I remember that game was revealed half a decade ago, and not a single peep has come out. There was, there was mention during the the all the hearings and stuff. I think Phil Spencer, there's a game in development that's going to take about 10 years to finish. And people think it's elder <laughs> scrolls six. Like it's going to be 10 year development window. <laughs> Is that, or like fallout five yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. So, which makes sense. Cause like, obviously when, listen, I may not have been the biggest Skyrim fan. I fully admit it. Okay. I may not have been the biggest oblivion fan, but those games, there's a reason people keep playing that stuff. Cause yep. it's, it's a lot of content. It's it's like when the game is fun to play, people will stick around. Like GTA Five, as much as you can dog against it, it's fun to jump in and play that game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's why I say like games should be fine where they visually plateau. Dude, I don't need GTA Six to look anything better than Red Dead Redemption Two. Like if it even looks as good as RDR Two, I'm happy. Like you know, at this point, just focus on the fun gameplay and the world. Like, the GTA 6 leaks that came out, I was the happiest when I looked into it, when they were in the diner robbing the yeah, place yeah. and, like, grabbing guns and everything. I'm like, oh, my God, the AI seems crazy. And then it's the like cops outside. everything, yeah. Yeah, like, the cops outside are parking their cars, pointing their pistols through, like, the w- windows. I'm like, this is crazy. It's like, they just, like, the, they got a hostage situation, a robbery. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... Like, compared to Five, where, like, Los Santos police is like, are, like, Delta Force operators, like, shooting you from across <laughs> the house. Like, this is crazy good. I like it. This is what I want. Did and... you see some of the reaction, though, online? People were like, this doesn't look, visually, this doesn't look very good. I don't understand. <laughs> dude, and, and, dude, nothing pisses me off as, like, a programmer when that is, like, a thing. Like, as somebody that, like, wrote code and, like, worked on, like, not i was never like a game developer but i understand like when you're writing code it's like dude so much like when you see the word alpha written yeah. in okay here, even better when you see all of the debug shit because it's all popping up over their heads and stuff yeah yeah like like i'm reading it's like like there was one guy i was talking to it's like do you see all the errors that they were seeing this game's gonna be so unoptimized i'm like dumbass it's an it's it's an alpha yeah. <laughs> the person designing it knows that this function doesn't work i don't know what you and then even in alpha i was like hey the graphics look good i thought the graphics looked for great being an in alpha, alpha i was like whoa it actually looks yeah good. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my god, they actually got, like, Vice City built together, like, kind of. It's not like, like, normally in an alpha, I'm kind of expecting them to run away from the cops, and then the camera pans to, like, 
you know, a skybox that's not right. even filled in. I'm like, wait, this actually is like kind of there. I mean, it's, and then they were like, and then there was like this discourse, like, do you see the graphic cards you're using? Like 3090s and they're still getting like four frames. I'm like, dude, you have no idea what the, what the engine's doing. Like they're, th this is the, like, there needs to be a massive, like super disclaimer on a lot of these videos. Like guys, untested code. Okay. Things can break within right. a second. Yeah, like, that was a strange situation in the first place because it like got stolen or, or something happened there where somebody got into the servers, pulled stuff, and just dumped it online. So, all right, there was Well, the, the, the kid even got away with it, the kid that leaked it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so apparently, so I think the kid had a, he had like autism or something, like, and it must have been really severe autism to the point because um, their lawyer went to the, went to the judge and they basically got like a claim of, I guess, being unmentally unwell for trial. So it's a totally different case for them. Now that's criminal charges, obviously rockstar and take two, you know, much like Nintendo, even if you're a kid with leukemia, they will still they will sue you into the ground. Exactly. They don't care. Like you, emu you emulated a game, you're out of it. All right. Like yeah. anything. It's pretty so. much Nintendo and take two. Those are the two. I always tell people don't, don't even try them. Don't even don't even like poke them N a little bit. Oof. Nintendo videos. I've criticized Nintendo so much on stuff to the point where in my entire channel, like I've always put a mental blacklist of never showing footage from like a Nintendo game. Cause I'm like, I don't oh, even want to yeah. give these guys any credit, like emulator stuff, dude. I, every time I cover videos on emulators, I get a DM. It's like, why can't you show breath of the wild running on it? I'm like, I could, don't get me wrong. I thought about that. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped thinking about it when I realized, ah, I'm going to wake up to a copyright strike, you know, like, yeah, ah, they, Nintendo's going to have fun. They tow that gray line of like fair use kind of stuff all the time. And then eh, people usually just say, well, I'm not going to fight Nintendo. I'll just move on. So I know with MBGs, like he just doesn't even care. It's like, whatever. I, I'll take it on the chin, I guess. That basically, Which, I think he just did a PSP video and put Mario in the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm worried right now. I'm like, I bought a, I bought this Gizmondo gaming device. You ever hear about that? No. <laughs> okay. So the Gizmondo funniest story in the world. Okay. It was designed by uh, an alleged, a person with alleged mafia ties. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Oh. <laughs> most famous, by the way, the most famous crowning achievement is uh, destroying their ultra rare Ferrari Enzo at like some hundred mile an hour speed. Absolute nut job. He makes his product called the Gizmondo, which is supposed to be this like Elon Musk, we're gonna turn Twitter into an everything app, but for uh, game console. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, so he releases this game and it actually has like a lot of games on it. Like a lot of those games are by the way clones of bigger titles. Like so this is around the time San Andreas released. So they made like a San Andreas clone in like forty eight hours or some shit and they like put it onto the Gizmondo. It's the console that's known for having its most famous game being Sticky Balls. Like, unironically, okay, that's I'm, like I'm a kinda, one I'm, I'm kind of sensing a theme here with this. <laughs> it, it is a genuinely crap-tier system. So I bought it <laughs> off eBay, and, like, it took so forever to ship because the seller was like, hey, I had to, like, get rid of the plastic on the console because it's designed to melt in your hand. I'm like, oh, thank you. I yeah, it's, it's really... it's actually one of the worst consoles that i've ever seen he's like i had to make sure i got you a sim card because without the sim card you can't even fire up the console i'm like oh this, i'm like this is great this is like iphone gaming before the iphone now i'm ready to go so it's uh that that was one of the things that i'm super excited for it's actually one of the reasons why i watch like you guys like especially like your kind of content more because when you like open up consoles and look into things. I'm like, now I can see something without violating my own console. Oh, right. And all that shit. Yeah, yeah. If you get like, a picture <laughs> of the board or something, yeah. That was, uh, 
Some weird system. Well, there's a lot. There. There's a lot you can learn from like opening up a system and just looking at how it's done. There's a lot. A lot of times you can see where they where they where they steal from the other vendor. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can. Uh, let's. Uh, you know what? Let's let's jump into the let's jump into the UAP stuff. We're we're it, we're dance around it for a while. And I wanted to bring bring you on specifically because I see you. It's funny you pop up with like a gaming video. And then, like, the next day, you'll pop up with a UFO video, and then, like, gaming, then back to the UFO. And, like, I, I know it's because recently this has really my, been pushed into the news. My, my UFO stuff, so this is where my excitement comes in. So mm-hmm. before, like, I did a lot of deep web stuff for, like, years. Um, still occasionally do from time to time. And over there is where, like, I first loved conspiracy theories about aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite alien conspiracy theory was the Dulce Underground Air Force bases. So mm-hmm. have you ever heard about that? Yep. Yep. I've um, seen that. <laughs> So on the deep web, there was like so many, so many like photos and like PDF files uploaded of like alleged photos, right? Like literally, it, w- it was hilarious. It's like aliens, it's like it's like a it's like out of MIB, like aliens walking around with human beings, like alien like houses underneath. It's just insanity. So this UAP stuff, I've been following like UFO stuff ever since, and I'm like, it sounds cringy to say, it, but I am a believer of aliens, right? Like I'm not gonna sit mm-hmm. here and say, oh, I don't believe that there's not intelligent life outside there. My big problem is all the footage so far has been like Bigfoot related. Like, right. you know, where it's like every like we live in a day of DSLR camera grade, like cameras in our smartphones. Why is it that every single photo people take is just so bad? Like it's, yep. it literally is. It, yep. It's like it was filmed on a Nokia. Like you don't get to see any alien clear. Um, and for the long, for the longest time, people who believed in UFOs, UAPs, like they were demonized. Right. Like mm-hmm. if you were. Uh, yep. if, if you were a commercial airline like pilot, if you were like a military like pilot or something, and you told them, "Hey, I think I see a UFO," they think you're a, a crazy. Like you could get demoted, you could get blacklisted. You know, there's a a million things that go on. Now, all this footage that comes out, we have to be super careful, right? Like, so in the UAP hearings that just happened, and there was a couple takeaways from it. Uh, first off, the government confirmed that they have like bodies of extraterrestrial life. Yes. Now, yes. Well, I've I've non-human biologics written down. <laughs> I I, so, I did a lot of research on this before this just to see what the terminology yeah. was. The things. Which, by the way, I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, for the last, I mean, I think I really started looking into this stuff when I was eight or nine. I think, believe it or not, like I think it was twenty. Well, I'm thirty-five now, so I've been twenty-six or twenty-seven years ago, and it was in my old house, and you know, I moved when I'm when I was ten. But my my family, a lot of sci-fi stuff, Star Trek, Star Wars, X-Files. Mm. So you're around that a lot. Uh, I think my uncle, it's funny, I thought of him as a conspiracy theorist from like the 80s, then into the 90s. So he had all the books, all the all the things that had the sketches of the autopsies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm a kid looking at this. I'm like, this is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and uh, I look back on it now and think about it. And it came off as horror fiction <laughs> is exactly what it came off of because yeah. they had images that were sketched of aliens and like their fingertips and, like all this crazy stuff and i'm this yeah. kid like oh my gosh i hope they don't come for me or something you know and my uncle's playing into it like up oh, don't sleep with one eye open and you know all this stuff but uh well then you read about like all these crazy project blue books and you hear about these like people getting like abducted for like yeah. years or something like yeah. in their head and it it really is like a place where a lot of this like crazy like fire like f- like fire campfire like scary stories mm-hmm. come out from. Yep. And then you get into this weird scenario where like 
you look into like CIA declassified documents and that's what I was looking for like two, three years before this. And there was one that blew my mind away because it was so outlandish, literally the ability to like telepathically communicate. That was a declassified CIA document. Mm. And I'm like, this is like the extent of like what our like alien and like extraterrestrial research is. I'm like, it literally is like straight out of sci-fi. Like not even Mass Effect is looking this hard into like sci-fi technology. The CIA's got like insane I wanna, shit. I actually want to come back to that because I had, a, I had some uh, interesting questions that I, I wanted to see what you thought of as well. And that mm -hmm. kind of builds up to the influence of sci-fi on the potential 70 or 80 year project. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so... For me, I was in and out of this stuff since, oh gosh, it might have been 95, <laughs> in and out of this stuff, looking at it here and there, you know, as a kid growing mm -hmm. up and all this. And I, I'd fall out of it because no one wanted to talk about it. You bring up the kind of the stigma around it. It was literally thought of yeah. as, hey, you're a crazy person. You talk about this. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. And I fall out of it. Then the advent of social media, internet, early forums, geocities start popping up, which means stories start getting told and passed around. You mentioned like the deep web and all this and uh, yeah. kind of cycles in from there. Then 2017, we get the actual like Pentagon say, hey, uh, yeah, here's declassified video of something. We don't know what it is. And the then, Tic Tac video. Yeah. Then things started to pick up and it's like, oh, and then no one. But the weird thing is when they said that, no one really cared. And the, these hearings happen and no one really cared again so i'm like this is this is an interesting reaction that i was not expecting because they have cool. who are the three people david grush ryan graves uh david framer right yeah the retired commander that was like well they they were they were the uh their the big discussion is the tic tac ufo video um but uh yeah it's like usually those three and they were there and uh the, the thing about this whole discussion point is I think the reason why people fall out of it is because every time these hearings happen, like this hearing that just happened, people were expecting, oh, they were going to see like actual footage or like an actual dead alien, like laying on a table, mm. being like experimented on or something. Um, and I'm excited. Like, look, I hope that the U.S. government has some actual dead alien lying around. In reality, there's been so much animal testing back during the space age. They might have a body of like a monkey or like some plant oh. that crashed in from outer space, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what they—that's what they claim is non-human, right? Like, um, it would be easy to just say it's an alien. Now, obviously, if the government did have an actual dead alien like laying inside in a chamber somewhere, they probably don't want anybody hearing about that. They probably don't want anybody hearing if they had like an actual like sci-fi tier level of like faster than light travel like spaceship sitting around either. The likelihood of it can be a bit questionable, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's the thing that people get really tired. Every time these hearings happen, they just want to see, like, a video of, like, an alien getting cut up, like, XCOM style. It's not it's not going to happen, right? Like, And if it does happen, that's going to be the biggest leak in the entire world. Like, it's going to be one of the biggest, like, leaks in our, in our, in our like, human lifetime. I saw, I saw that reaction online, actually, as this was happening. Because in my mind, I'm like, wow, this, this seems like a big deal. Because it's one thing if they're doing an, an interview on TV and it's like, I mean, they could just say whatever they want. But when they mm -hmm. go up there and they're like, all right, under penalty of perjury, I'm going to explain everything I just said again. And it's like, oh, okay, so they could just actually go to jail if they were just lying mm. to Congress wasting time. That seems that seems pretty serious. And then he seemed, the main guy that they were grilling, David Grush, seemed pretty confident the entire way. 
Like he didn't really. David, like David Grush is one of, one of the things that he said that caught my attention was like, Hey, listen, I can get murdered for saying this. Right. So obviously, you know, if all of this is true, right. Like clearly there are like the three letter agencies, maybe they're, listen, it's a scary thing dealing with people of power. It's a scary thing dealing with people that actually want to cover up stuff. You could buy, you could, it could happen. But then he was very much saying, hey, listen, if I want to get into actual specifics about what we have, we got to have like a declassified discussion, right? Mm -hmm. we, or not declassified. We have to have like a closed hearing or something, which it's sad from the outside looking in. It's understandable. The other thing is like how many people are involved? Because from what I got out of the hearing, it wasn't just government agencies. Mm -hmm. Like he pretty much all but admitted like Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, a lot of these big defense guys are also involved in it. Boeing right? at one point, I think. Yeah, Boeing was mentioned Boeing, into it too. So I'm like, I'm like, all right. I mean, hey, listen, it's not just getting murdered that he's bringing to the table. It's getting like really sued by the biggest defense guys in the world. You know, people with private armies and shit. I'm like, this is. I, and I'm like, look, like if he if they've got secret stuff, it's probably like all for military applications, and that's what he's scared of like leaking mm -hmm. out. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, he's going through, to my understanding, a, a whistleblower process that was put into action about a year ago, and he's the first one to go through it. So mm -hmm. it does appear that he's like go getting right up against the glass without accidentally breaking it, kind of thing. And yeah. uh, that's tough for us because I feel like everyone was kind of on the edge of their seat. Like, okay, he's going to do it. He's going to say it. And then he's just like, got to go in the skiff. And it's like, oh, really, man? Yeah, because it's like, well, he said that there were bodies sitting over there. He saw like the biological papers, right? And the thing is, I think it's going to be so bad for his credibility if it turns out all he's talking about is like a monkey or a dog that was right. recovered from like a Russian satellite or something. Especially when you say like non- uh, not human, what is it like not human not biologics human, exactly. yeah. not human biologics hell ex listen uaps and we know law, laws governments they get really good with the definition of certain words mm -hmm. and this is why i'm a skeptic with all of this uap could in a in our world hell i wish it was an alien spaceship it could even be this it could even be like a, a russian satellite that was like crash landed to earth from like you know origin point 1969 who knows right like Something that we have now um, that was unidentified. Now it's identified in our closed, you know, like base or something. Um, and that's pretty much what we get down to. Heck, I was watching a lot of UAP footage that came out of like China, right? Like a bunch of uh, pilots flying out commercially from China. And there was one infamous video that kept getting pushed to me in the algorithm. And it literally just turned out to be like Chinese, like fighter pilots, like testing countermeasures, yep. which is like, okay. I mean, like, Every time you get excited about UAP stuff, you got to always be prepared that 99% of the time you're looking at a military yeah, I believe exercise. a significant amount yeah. of the footage and pictures are explainable things. And mm -hmm. I know one is um, because Starlink has so many satellites going up and down constant, or at least up constantly, and they're always moving around. And people are like, oh, mm -hmm. you, you may have actually seen a launch of that or it just it's like little things you know, like that, that can easily be misconstrued for, I, I think there's a saucer yeah. above me right now. Uh, yeah. So that, that's kind of the problem because whenever those are disproven or shown to be that, then people kind of just go, eh, I'll move on from this. And that's what happens. The interest falls off. And then we get back here five years from now when something like this happens again, and then nothing happens. Then we move on again. So it's, uh, I got to say, well, though, the interest right now, I've never seen the interest this high before. 
well, it's, it's a mainstream topic. It's not fringe anymore. You know, it's uh, I, I could tell you five years ago, my dad would be laughing about this stuff. Now he's asking me like, oh, you hear about this like UFO theory? the I'm same like, thing. This, I, I'm I like, did, yeah. I was like, dad, you, you were calling me a crackpot for talking about alien bases five years ago. What the hell changed? He's like, they're having a hearing now. I'm like, what? Because Congress is now like, the government is having like hearings. Now you're going to like, which is great that people are legitimizing a topic like this because look, they, look, the day that we end up actually having first contact with a species or something like or getting a radio signal, it's going to be a big day, a very, very monumental day. I just always like there's so many skeptics, like really negative skeptics that are so against every single bit of information that comes out. I'm like, why not just keep a level headed mind? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, look, I, listen, David Grush could easily be a guy that's like BSing, you know, for the yeah, sake of it sure. very easily. But at the end of the day, I'm like, just wait until, like, you know, something comes out of a closed hearing. Something else gets declassified. Like, keep it on the back burner for now. I kind of you know, feel that's like all I right now, because of how much interest is in this currently, mm. I almost think that there is such uh, a push for someone, an organization, a news outlet, to get their hands on something that would be classified and just leak it and say, we have, we have the exclusive here is uh, here's an image of this. Here's a video of this. It's something. But then I go, if they did that, would people even believe it? Well, do, well, think, yeah, actually, it's, the, the point about that is like we live in an age of like artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. and all of that shit, where yep. it's like anything could easily be fake. Right. Like tomorrow, if like I saw um, if I saw the Tic Tac video, right, I wouldn't even question if it was real. I'd say oh, it's probably just AI generated. Yeah. Right. I say that about new stuff nowadays, you know, like anything I see in the news, any interview, I have to like run a mental checklist in my head. I'm like, look at the fingers and the hand, think about the inflection and the voice. I could never, we live in a day where you can't believe anything unless you actually see it with your own eyes. And even then you're going to question things too. Right? So, but that's the other thing is this could, it could obviously be fake. Someone could just have fun, drop it on 4chan. It makes it look super realistic. And it's like, look, I'm from the Pentagon. I, I just half put this out there. So, and then it just goes viral and they go, oh, yeah, that's fake. And that's it. The interest is gone. Cause they're like, well, this, this could be faked constantly. It's not even worth our time that's that's literally been my biggest fear since covering this content is like when this hits because it will hit the 4chan like paranormal mm -hmm. at some point it will somebody will create something it'll get sent out and then the the way that the world is now it'll turn it'll be turned into like this hyper politicized topic where like if you believe the 4chaners you're going to be on one axis of the spectrum and then there's the other and then it like the entire argument the entire discussion around uaps as a scientific phenomenon is gone, right? Like mm -hmm. we're talking about this as like there there could be extraterrestrial life that's that that that's that's been on our planet. There could be. All right. We're just trying to get it demystified, right? And I am a firm believer that we do actually have spacecraft, the way that I think about it, right? Like it the US government is the only government in the world with the best aircraft ever. Okay. Like people misunderstand just how advanced u.s military aircraft really is you know um it wasn't until when like we went up against bin laden right that mm -hmm. we told the world bro we have like stealth aircraft we have like stealth helicopter we have like stealth blackhawks right like that was a, that was a state secret up until like we actually had to like use that piece of technology you know we're the one country where if we wanted to like launch a surveillance campaign against the russians we sent a suborbital jet into the air and like fucking guided people on the ground. So I, I'm a firm believer that we're the ones that have like some of the best aerial tech. 
Area 51 has been like the biggest conspiracy hub ever. And I don't think it's because they've got alien bodies there. That's just like a joke and a meme. Mm -hmm. I think it's literally because they actually do. They might even have like actual legit extraterrestrial craft that crashed there. And that's the technology they built off of. Because in my mind, I'm like, that's got to be where that's why we have such an advantage, in my opinion, right? There's got to be some special sauce that gives us the extra ability yeah. over, like, people from around the world. I, that's, I, I will admit, we have, if you really think about it, in the last, I don't know, 30, I mean, in our lifetime, we've advanced incredibly. Like, like it's oh, yeah. been such a rapid pace. You can even people can even joke. You could just look at video game graphics if you want. As like the the advancement has been crazy. People will do the comparisons, but even if you think of like cell phones, the internet, everything technology wise has just been an exponential growth. And now this we have is... another breakthrough that's happening in yeah. real time right now that might even advance us exponentially once again because we kind of plateaued a bit. This could do that entire like massive jump up again with with the uh, with everything that's happening with uh what yeah. superconductors and all of this so lk99 and then you've got like artificial intelligence you know it was it, it was funny like back in the day like what was science fiction in like video games right i remember mass effect too right like you know when you when you come <laughs> across ed and you're talking to ed in mass effect right and yeah. it's like oh this is an ai that you're conversing with we have ed now like, mm -hmm. that's actually, like, ED's been a thing for over a year. We've got ChatGPT. We've got a million things that after years of refinement, it's going to be talking to us like a human being. So we're already kind of there. And that's, like, that has allowed us to, like, advanced, advanced research so quickly over time with artificial intelligence, with, like, a bunch of other things. So it's like, yeah, we are, like, exponentially growing. No joke, dude. Back in the early 2000s and, like, Web 1.0 day Web 1.0 days, could me and you honestly believe that we'd be sitting right now with, like, smartphones that were, like, magnitudes of time smarter than, like, the computer we used to send right. fucking rockets to the moon? Like, come on now. That cra yeah, it's cra that's what I mean, though. It's, it's, it's amazing the technological leap we've made in our <laughs> lifetime, um, let alone you go back to, like, the, the 50s or something. It, it's crazy stuff. But... Here's here's some questions I have, okay? I'll also pose yeah. it to the people out there in the comments section, okay? People say online, and I had to also kind of ask this on Twitter. People say they, they want the evidence. They want the pictures. They want the video. And they're like, that's it. That, then I'll pay attention. I really wonder if this is a scenario where it's almost like the, the saying, you, you, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? I almost yeah. wonder if there's like, yeah, you know, if I see it, then, then, I'll, then I'll look into it. I honestly believe that if they saw, like, let's just say uh, the president at the time, could be years from now, Biden could show up tomorrow, for example, comes out, you know, every show on daytime TV cuts to him going to the podium and he's like, yeah, we're, we aliens have visited us for years. It's been this whole thing. Here's imagery. Here's video. Uh, and, and it's, there's the alien. I honestly believe people would have a serious, uh, the majority of people, 80%, maybe 90% would kind of have this this mental freak out for at least several minutes and then move on to the next thing i don't know i that is is that not I, reality I, breaking i mean i oh well like a mental freak out absolutely what i what i worry about it is like because of how like the politics is now people are either you're gonna have people who like easily eat it up and then you're immediately like after like two minutes they're gonna be like oh this is the government trying to cover up some scandal well, do you or remember, something I'm do, you like, remember that, do you remember that scene in signs right where they first show the alien on the news where it steps mm -hmm. out from the side of the and you see uh 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 what's the name 
uh, Jaquan Phoenix, stand up and, like, hand over his mouth, fly to the back of the wall, like, oh, my gosh, look at this thing. I kind of feel like that's how people will react, is, like, this physical, like, taken aback, like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm actually here right now. This is a thing. And, like, I really think people are people will be mildly bluffing it. right now? Like, oh, it, I, I'll see it and then I'll believe it. Or, I don't know. It's. I, I think people will be really scared if that happens. You know, like if we see, it depends on the context. Like if you see aliens crashing into us, but if you see like aliens land here and like get out, I don't think it'll be. It'll. It ought to be. You get excited for a little bit, but I think a lot of people will genuinely be scared of the entire topic. You know what? You know, you know what would mildly terrify me is if they show the, the aliens or they let's just say like you say they land or something hypothetically all this stuff ends up being correct and, and they step out and it's the exact image that we've been fed for 40 or 50 years now in yeah. media it they're like the standard gray big heads eyes all this that would be crazy because then it's like they've been trying to you know prepare us for that this and it would just be this whole thing of the government actually setting this up for decades and decades do you think do you think aliens will look like something super far-fetched i actually think aliens will look more like us you think so it's just just from evolution they'll be bipedal they'll well the way that i think about it is like and again i hate to go back to mass effect i'm like i think they kind of did it the best way right it's like it's like you have like the species of different animals. Like you've mm -hmm. got apes, you've got birds, you've got fucking reptiles. I think you're gonna, no matter what, evolution probably carves itself to a very specific way. So if there are primates in like, because you got to think about it, like all the research is like, hey, there are planets that look just like Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly 100% like Earth. So you're like, okay, that's cool. And then you think about them, like if they if they're exactly 100% like Earth, then their whole like element should be the same. Uh, hopefully you know, whatever evolves there follows the same kind of, like, path as us. And, you know, maybe if they turn out to be human, I think that'll be wild if, like, there will be, like, human beings or, you know, homo sapiens that come from other planets and they're like, no, we're, we may be just like you, but we're actually from a different, like, galaxy. Actually from a different, like, mm. you know, system. That would be interesting. I've... I don't think, like, gray aliens are so weird. It's like, I feel like that's such a psyop. <laughs> it's like, how can it be that aliens have no, like, racial diversity, like, right. no genetic diversity at all? How do they all look the same? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. I just, I've wondered for a while if they, like, where did that depiction even come from? It had to be, like, from the Roswell era. Like, is that's that how, That's how far, I think maybe, yeah. that's how far back it is. Like, and this is, like, a depiction that's been in here, like... I want to say yeah. it was really popularized during like the nineties. I remember too, right? seeing that era. depiction in those books way back when. And it's like, yeah. has that always been our, like the depiction and just fiction and all this anyway? Like, have we just thought there are these gray beings with big eyes? I don't know. I don't know. If they, if they were gray beings with big eyes. That's, and that's the thing. Like, this is where I always say, I'm like, listen, if there's going to be UFOs, there's going to be aliens. They probably follow reality a lot closer than fiction. Right. Mm. But why is it that like, out of all the human beings, we have so many different races and cultures. Right. You think aliens are all going to be the same? They've, they've got... They, listen, to be realistic, there's an alien planet out there, right? Like, they've mm -hmm. all got countries, they've got cultures, everything. Sure. Even in, like, video games, I get so angry when, like, <laughs> sci-fi video games, like, 
Like, I remember when, like, Halo, right? Like, you know when you land on the, in Halo 5, when you land on the Elite Planet, I'm like, how is it that they have, like, just one capital city? Right. Like, how is it they just have, like, one, how do they just harmonize into one place? Or when you, or when you, like, look at, like, humans in, like, 2553, right? And it's like, hey, guys, uh, we all have one world government now. It's like, they barely talk about their own countries or anything. It's like, like, that's not reality. That's not how it works, you know? Like, there's got to be... If humans are so diverse, so are the aliens, right? They're not all great. I like unless listen in four hundred years when we discover space travel and we're all the same color, same language, we all speak like we're all the same exact looking person. Mm. I'll believe it, but that's not how it works. All right, it should be how it works. Do you think? I mean, do you think in say fifty thousand years of of our evolution, do you think we'll still be that diverse, or do you think we'll, we'll we will come together as just this one? I really do think we will be that diverse, but like okay. fifty thousand years, bro. I think we might be we might nuke ourselves <laughs> out before then. we might be gone. Yeah, we, we might gonna... do the we might do the Eve Online bit where we like destroy Earth, so we're just like scattered across the stars and coming I, I guess together. Fifty thousand years is, is very optimistic. Fifty thousand, dude. With the way the world is now, very very optimistic. Like I don't I don't want to sound like a doom scroller. I love the alien content so much because before the alien stuff. You know what my entire feed was? Nuclear weapons. It was oh, just like, man. literally, it was like, it was like, I'm sitting over there with like the Cuban Missile Crisis happening in my brain every single day. I'm like, all right, today we're going to die. Tomorrow we're going to die. And for for a week, it really hit me mentally. And then I was like, you know, if we do die, whatever. Okay, I'm going to have a good day today. I'm going to talk about aliens because when the nukes drop, at least I want to be entertained by like Congress for the last time and be told that like spaceships are real. Well, but, let's say that let's say that happens once again. Like I said, the spaceship stuff ends up being real. A news crew goes there, and they're like, "Well, pff, what are we gonna do? They're outside, yeah, something like that." And mm-hmm. that happens even against the government's will. It's like something leaks, whatever it is, and then they're they're kind of stuck. They have to confirm it. What would be a what would be the stronger feeling? Do you think for you the the excitement around the curiosity of what this could lead to alien disclosure, anything like that, right? Or mm-hmm. would it be more anger or frustration that this technology anti-gravity all this stuff that could have i mean maybe solved the energy issue around the world has been kept yeah. secret for 50 or 60 years specifically because of private enterprise and all of this i i mean i don't know if that's going to be i don't know if that's going to be like angering me as much as i'll be like yeah i expected it. i expected you know big mm. corporate interests to take away you know, or deprive us of like good things in the future for you know their own monetary interests um, I just think it's actually too big of a topic to ever keep secret. I don't think aliens or something that the government's going to be 100% able to keep That's secret. That's the thing I've always thought is like, man, we're, I feel like we give, we're giving them a lot of credit to be incredibly competent with this mm. whole thing. It's like, wow, they've really done that good of a job for this long. I mean, yeah. I guess they kind of have and kind of haven't because obviously mm. it's been talked about for so long and people have been desperately trying to get the word out and documents are out there that- and all this, but... Sometimes I think with how much it's talking, like how much is it like, you know, the government is leaking it out, how much is it, right. even in like, even in like the video game industry, right? Like when we look at leaks, for instance, mm-hmm. how many of the leaks are actually leaks and how many of those are just like Ubisoft leaking out a trailer That's true. just to get people kind of hyped. So I, I kind of mirror like what happens in that like entertainment industry, sometimes to like how the government would kind of do it, right? I'm like... The government, if anything, is just a mix of, like, millions of people, right, who are working for, like, so many different branches, so many different bureaucracies. When you add that many people into, like, a, a system, 
there's going to be points where information constantly gets leaked out. There's going to be so much information that gets leaked out, vetting it becomes the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of the things that I that, that comes to my head. The other thing with alien stuff, too, and this is where the big conspiracy point hits, every single time you look at a point of data, right, or like an actual, like, you know, event, it's always in either California, Nevada, or something in that belt. You never hear, like, I never personally hear about, like, potential UFO sightings in, like, you know, Moscow or, like, you know, Shanghai or something like that, too, right? Or, or like, or or Dubai or any of these, like, other massive cities where, obviously, if aliens are a reality, they're going to be invading everything. They're going to be checking all different types of humans, mm. not just the ones living in Vegas or something or, like, abducting them. So I'm like, if you're going to talk about, like, alien capture, you're going to talk, like, the evidence needs to, it needs to be realistic, right? Like, it needs to be spread apart realistically. Um, and I don't actually believe that the world governments are so, like, we bitch about everything to each other on a daily, okay? Like, we're, we're at each other's throats. There's no way I can ever believe that we keep aliens a secret, you know, with each other. You know, it's like, it's the same argument that I have to, like, a flat earther, right? Mm. And I say this to a flat I've had so many discussions with flat, er flat earthists where uh, they're always like, the government's trying to keep this a That's secret. That's still a and thing. Oh, man, it's come back. Oh, it's wow. It's full okay. force. It's, cool. it's a big conspiracy theory now. It's so big that YouTube, if you upload a Flat Earth video, they're they're just straight, like, giving you the the fact check blow. Oh, okay. Because it's a big deal. And when I had a discussion with a Flat Earthist, I'm like, I'm telling you this. I'm like, listen, you're telling me these governments, the U.S. government, the Russian, Chinese government, that, like, literally will slit each other's throats over the tiniest of things. Mm-hmm. They're suddenly like, oh, let's agree to tell people that the world is suddenly round, not actually flat. That would destroy the fabric of society. Come on now. Like, and then with the aliens, it's like, if if there is actually alien evidence, why is it not slightly uniform across the board in terms of, you know, these experiences? If people are getting anally probed, if people are getting constantly, you know, stolen away from what they believe months at a time, but it's ha it's been like, what, a day it needs to be a little sl slightly uniform and slightly more spread apart, right? That's right. what I say. So when I'm looking into all these disclosures and I'm getting excited mm -hmm. about this, I'm getting excited about it from like a, a place of, I guess, a scientific reality, right? Like I'm like, hey, you gotta be a little bit realistic. I want there to be aliens. I want there to be spaceships, but don't feed so hard into like the, the misinformation pipeline, yeah. you know? <laughs> it, it gets but, mixed up very, very easily. It really does. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It would be an interesting world to live in if, if all of that ended up being somewhat, I'll say somewhat true, because like you, you've said, there's like 95% of stuff online that's probably wow. disinformation just thrown out there. Yeah. Um, and I wonder like, but then it's like, who, who's like, who's spreading the disinformation? Why? Like, I, I am a fervent believer that like, there are, there is obviously like, there, there is stuff that the government keeps like an absolute like state secret. And anytime I see UFO information come out, most of the times I'm always like, this is definitely like the government or something. Like this is being leaked out by like an insider to like throw people off or something. I feel you know? like there are also some people who just like having fun messing around, whether it's a random anonymous Reddit okay. post or 4chan or Twitter, well X now. Yeah. I think that happens too. People are just like, eh, I got some time today. Well, let's mess with the people over on Reddit. <laughs> so. I just, I, like, listen, if aliens were 100% real, you know who I believe would absolutely leak that to us? Like, hands down. Mm. The first guy, 
I'm fully betting it's Elon Musk. I fully mm. think it's going to be him. Okay. You tell me the okay. There's like what three people in the world that own like space exploration companies. I don't expect Jeff Bezos to be having a fun time because he's not a fun guy. <laughs> um, I don't expect like who's the guy that owns owns Rod Rob Branson or whatever the hell mm. it is. He's also not a fun guy because he's not on the internet like acting like a twelve year old. Mm. The other guy with SpaceX and all the government contracts. If I expect anyone to be leaking like dead alien bodies, it's going to be on his Twitter X account. Yeah, but not he, the government. He has the, he has the government contracts, though. Wouldn't they just say, "Hey, we cut this if you say anything"? Yeah, but he's also like a twelve-year-old. So like, you can. He's also yo. Know, listen, he also spent forty-four billion dollars on Twitter, and look at what happened there. So yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> intelligence isn't always the strong suit with with even a billionaire. And, and that's what I hope. I'm like, listen, if I and, and here's the thing: if I was Elon Musk and I had like SpaceX, look. I'm already 50, okay? I don't. I I also don't even give a crap about my companies anymore. If I got alien footage, I might leak that out in some way. That's where mm. I'm expecting information to come out in any capacity. They leak it or, out with the the SpaceX uh, business card, kind of off to the side on the table, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, listen, if it was real, if like a lot of this stuff was real, I really do personally believe it's going to be Elon or somebody of that. Like there's only, there's a finite amount of people that have mm. the ability to realistically leak that kind of stuff in the world and that relationship with the government. So. Well, I will say if that ended up happening and it got out there, I feel like there would be a big push to fund anything and everything space related. So eh, it probably actually makes sense for that to happen for his, in his case with SpaceX. But if he had it, dude, all the private, dude, he would make that company go public and people would just like, it would be yeah. like a cryptocurrency scam on crack. Well, <laughs> so I, I, I fully expect something of that nature. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's how we see it in our lifetime because Elon Musk just gets bored one day. <laughs> and, and you know, that, that's, that's, if anything, that's one of the saddest parts of the story too. I'm like, I have to wait for some really rich guy to get bored so I can advance something cool in my lifetime. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. How? How do you think, uh, actually the last thing, how do you think the world would change if this was actually a, like a thing? Like, let's just, again, hypothetically disclosed technology is there, the, there are different beings that actually come down, and they're not hostile. I will say, I asked Sean, RGT, during his after show, what, do you, what would you do if they showed up, you know, like above the White House? People always say land on the White House. His immediate thought was to shoot it. So I, I, uh, Bro, I hundred percent think, listen, <laughs> this is what I love about America so much. Okay. I love America because it leads a lot of advancements. And I've always been the first one to say this. If we ever get wiped up by an intergalactic species, it's the Americans fault. Okay. Because they're the only people that are going to send the F-18s to shoot that shit down without questioning it twice. Cause you know, when it's above the white house, they don't even care. They're going to nuke that from orbit. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like, we immediate thought was to shoot it. And I'm like, Oh, well, there you go. I guess that's that for us. But well, well, like, well, like the thing is like, listen, we were probably going to go to war with it. Okay. That's human nature. No. We're just going to, we're going to start a war. So I really hope, if that happens, there's there's two outcomes. Either our technology gets so good that we can take on the alien threat, or we play we play really peaceful. Maybe they maybe they fly above Canada. Maybe they fly above Denmark. Okay, like land there. Maybe fly above like you know oh, country. Man, no one's that, taking you know, them out from going over Denmark. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, nobody's gonna be like somewhere in Europe probably like yeah. land there. Maybe France. I don't know. Like anywhere but like Area 51 here, the White House. You know, any trade center around like any big you know they have to plan this US out though like right city. if it was in con they'd have to plan this out with the someone like the president that can actually say something about it well like you know how seti sends like messages and like yeah, looks yeah. for like 
they should send out like a warning message. Like, oh gosh, don't say make... we're coming. No, no, don't it's say... like, no, no, it's like, listen, if you plan to do first contact yeah, yeah, yeah. with human beings, just remember that you're landing in the country that's known to have the most firearms and bombs. Okay, so consider maybe landing, you know, somewhere safer. Because if you piss, like, if you tell aliens, hey, listen, Dallas, Texas, no fly zone. Okay, we don't even control the people there. You're getting nuked out. The mo- the average the average the average trailer guy probably has a nuke ready to go against the alien. Okay, so we're we're just warning you ahead of time. I would probably say that to aliens. I think that's a I think that's actually like an ethical thing too. Like the UN should be sending out like first contact like PDF guidelines. They can send this out like pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like a digital like a digital little PDF. The aliens fly in. They're like, all right, this is like the no fly zones. Okay, White House. Not there, not even in the lawn, nowhere, okay? They got anti-sand, they got nukes, they got everything ready to go. They are crazy. Realistically, if aliens did have to land, it can't be in a big country. Probably has to be, again, in, like, like Switzerland, like, super neutral. Like, they're not going to fucking start any fights. Some, like, open field. Mm. We're, like, miles away, talking to them via radio. Just something to, like, hustle it down, because... I really do think the moment aliens come, it's like, we're going to be amazed. I'm going to be amazed. Then I'm going to be scared that we piss them off in the wrong way. <laughs> and if, and, if, and listen, if you can fly from like planet to planet, galaxy to galaxy, I'm just scared of what your weapons are. You, you know? just got to get that first handshake. Right. That's all. Get that exactly. that's, that's it. <laughs> that's all it is. But then I'm also like a believer that I think we're going to be the aliens. I think oh, we're going to develop the technology first and then land on a society that's sitting in the same time period oh. we are right now. So we have to tell them, like, hey, listen, where, where you added your stage of development? Okay, this is how you don't mess up, okay? Then you can be just like us. <laughs> Crazy, but with the ability to, like, race the stars, I guess. I do like the I do like the idea. This is There's so many, so many theories have been brought up about this. This still kind of brings up the idea of what would change. Would we become more unified if there was, like, this big alien presence? Or would they uh, give us awesome technology and jump us ahead a thousand years tomorrow like a cheat code but mm-hmm. i like the i there's so many theories about what this could be and i've even watched other gaming podcasts that have gone on 40 minute tangents about this and yeah. one of the theories was that they are because rush brought up in it being interdimensional is that they are actually from the future and they're us you know that is the first time i'm actually hearing about it but it makes I don't want to speak out of pocket about physics because I'm not a physicist, but I mean, like, theoretically, I guess it could make sense if it is us from the future, right? Like, some interstellar bit, right? Like, you know, we get, like, what What if What if it happens, like, you know, the actual crashed airship has, like, a U.S. flag that is modified, you know? Oh, how many? Count the stars, count the stars, count the stars, how many left? Oh, like, like, like 300 <laughs> stars because they took over the entire, like, northern, like... Like, it's not North America anymore. It's just America. They land, and there's, like, ten stars on it. It's like, oh, okay, which states are still around? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like when the, like, when the, like, when the non-human entity crashes, they're like, what country is it? I'm like, country? No, it's, it's just America. Canada? No, we took that over in, like, 2200. No questions asked. Mexico? It was ours to begin with. That's interesting, because, I mean, they wouldn't even have to land. They could just... I, interdimensional, I guess, just show up and be like, here we are. And then, you know what? No one would believe them. <laughs> They'd be like, all right, dude, whatever. You're like in the middle of New York City. Like, I'm I'm, I'm here for you remember, 10,000. You remember, the, you remember the story of John Titor? N- was this a time traveler story? I feel like there's yeah, a lot of time, time traveler stories. They, they all story. sound very sketchy. 
Dude, years ago, there was like this big, crazy level of content on YouTube. It was like content you could, there was just like literal channels. Like I talked to a time traveler from like 2453 and this is what they had to say. Mm. And it was the most outlandish claims in the entire world. That's pretty much what it could be, right? Like, hell, you could make a whole video like interviewing like a like retired, no, a US commander that hasn't even technically been born yet detailing the future of the country or some shit. It could be. I mean, the way that the way that science works and science is also moving at such a rapid pace, even when you look at this like superconductor story right now, the LK99, were it's funny that as me and you were talking, there are actual scientific um uh reproductions going on, like assessments mm -hmm. that could push us 50 years forward, you know? Yep. yep. Like we're talking about like levitation, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that's potentially being tested right now at like the world's biggest university. Interesting so. timing, by the way. Just yeah. to say it, just say it. Interesting timing because that's what's being. They're like, oh, anti gravity stuff with these UAPs. Huh. It's like, hey guys, guess what? <laughs> hey, look what we discovered, guys. Okay, <laughs> just a week after we were talking declassifying UFO stuff. Yeah. And again, it's like, hey, what I'm telling you, we have advanced stuff. I'm like, maybe this is how we do. Ha maybe this is how we have super advanced technology because we just had a crash, super state secret, and now we're just figuring out how it works as our technology advances. You know. Um, because if you kind of think about it, like if there was a crash in Roswell with like a UFO, people back in the forties and fifties wouldn't have, or sixties wouldn't have any idea how that kind of stuff worked. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't even be up until like today's day and age with the computers and the systems that we have now that we could even begin to understand really insane stuff like that. Right. I like um, how the description is. Yeah. We just started crumbling the stuff up. <laughs> like that's, we were just crumbling it up. Oh, look, it comes back. Wow. That's really cool. All right. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it, that, that's the thing with a lot of this like UAP UFO disclosure stuff. It's just uh, I try to look at it pretty objectively, realistically, but I'm also yeah. like really positive about it too. Like I'm, I'm like I'm not gonna sit here and be like a jaded skeptic to the point where I'm like everything is fake and everything mm -hmm. is false. At some point, you just got to be like a you got to you got to have that like childlike wonder and just like still be you know excited for the next big drop it's right still, like, you can't still, take it too seriously to me it still kind of is it still is entertainment i will admit for me right now but mm -hmm. i mean there's always the possibility that it becomes real very very quickly so i just keep that in the back of my mind while also looking at stuff with that skeptic look yeah. first but always that glimmer of just, i don't i don't know I'm, hope or want maybe it is wonder that's probably what it is is wonder i'm excited i'm excited to talk to an alien in the future i'm excited to have beers with aliens in the future that's what i'm ready for uh, see my 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 thing with aliens is always like i gotta be I, I always try to have like my expectations low and i try to make sure that i have like the most down-to-earth like activities ready for them like people want to ask aliens about like the meaning of life dude i just want to i just want to have like some drinks I want to play. I want to show them our our greatest cultural advancement, Mario Kart Seven. Mario Kart Seven. Call it a day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you guys discovered space travel. Don't worry, we discovered the Switch. All right. <laughs> and they're gonna say it's so good. Why isn't there a Switch Two? I'm like, oh, buddy, just make sure you check Twitter trends every week. There's a Switch Two that's coming, coming. out. Whatever. Like, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I I can't with the Switch Two, bro. That that stuff drives me so. Every time I see it, like trend out. I went to a, I went to a friend's house mm -hmm. uh, last week. They showed me, you know, the shitty Facebook like videos where they're like, "This is what the Switch Two looks like," and it's like this double like handheld with like two controllers attached to it. And I'm like, 
how do you think that's even good? Yeah, that's like, the funniest thing is awful. like some of the some of the concepts they're coming up with are look I mean it was a high quality mock up, but it's just like wow that the Joy Cons are worse somehow now. <laughs> how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's not even just like the Joy Cons, like the, dude, even even like PlayStation came out. This is the thing, like we can even end it on this one if you want, but yeah, like sure. The PlayStation handheld that dropped, the, the stupid cloud the streaming one. Yep. Why are why are they so ready to dump millions of dollars onto recreating the Wii U gamepad? I have no idea. <laughs> but it's not even that. The thing is, it's going to go through our I, the router, our router at home and stuff. Which I mean, let's face it, who knows what that environment looks like for most people? Uh, oh, no. The thing I would have liked to have seen is them to take advantage of like the PS5's Wi-Fi 6 or just a sturdy connection between the PS5 and that because I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of people would are probably going to use this as a coffee table accessory or just another controller that's how it's being positioned so I don't are people going to leave the house with this thing and connect to a router from someone else's house and play their PS5 I don't know that doesn't look like something that I'm just going to throw in my in pocket in like in like a really really perfect world, I would always hope that Sony, like if they had a way to just work with their board partners or chip partners and downscale the PS4, not the Pro, the base PS4 down to like a handheld chip, and even if you had like a battery life of like an, a two hours, right, mm -hmm. or like switch levels, a handheld PS4 that can play all your PS4 digital titles easily would have been one of the coolest things they could have done. Like, imagine playing Bloodborne on the go, yeah. right? Like, or anything like the PS4 library would have been great. But now we have, like, the PS5. I would even pay Steam Deck money for a portable PS4 at this point. You know, what's going to so be nice. crazy is I, I'm trying to think of the pricing for this device, and I feel like it's going to be 250 to $300. And $300 I think for that? I think is that's going to hit really hard when that gets revealed. Like, people are going to be like, oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> So that means it'd be a hundred dollars off potentially of a steam deck, which I think they could recreate and give you a PS4 handheld. My, my thing with that is like this thing, if this thing fails and it, it, it's kind of trending, then it may, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not, a, I'm not like a fucking clairvoyant, but I wouldn't buy this. Uh, and I don't think most people will. And then they're going to say, oh, nobody's interested in like handhelds. I'm like, people are very interested in a handheld. Dude, I've got the steam deck here. Uh, I had the Ionia there. I have like a Vita sitting over here. I had like the Rogue Ally that was sent over here, which mm -hmm. for the most part, I actually really do enjoy that device uh, with the, you know, obviously the battery life isn't all the way there and the trackpads are kind of missing. But hey, we uh, most people that I talk to love handhelds, right? Like mm -hmm. most of my PC gaming has been handhelds, right? Like I occasionally will sit down in front of my computer and play a game. Like I, I loaded up Remnant 2 and I played that on my uh, computer and I was like, yeah cool can i get this running on the steam deck doesn't work that well <laughs> on the deck but that's where most of my gaming is right it's like yeah. handheld is where it's at and believe it or not my steam deck right now it's like my actual home console like i have the deck the dock or whatever and i just like plug the deck in there and i play it like a playstation that's where most of my like batman arkham knight has been oh, like yeah. i have a great i have like a amazing gaming computer right now could not be fucked to sit down in front of my computer and like play a game, like a 40 hour like story experience. I don't care. Like handheld in my bed or on the couch and then like docked up to a TV, exactly how it should be. 
Yeah, that's it. Final Fantasy 16 was uh, was a good experience on the TV, but I would not have minded doing that on uh, on a handheld. To be honest, that'd have been all right. If it was if it was on PC and it was on like if I could just put that onto the deck, I would play it. I would play through Spider Man again on the handheld. Like mm. I was like, this is Spider Man two drops. Everyone's so worried about like 4K, 60 frames, 120. I'm like, dude, if it runs at 800p, 30 frames on my Steam Deck, I'll. That's where I'll play Spider Man too. Hmm. Like, I don't care about like the best graphics at this point. The comfort's where it's at on a screen that small. Low settings look looks great. Like resolution. Like I don't even look at. I haven't played a game in native resolution in a year. If I think about it, with all this new upsampling technology, don't even bother. Like it's it's almost difficult for me to tell. You know when Star Wars dropped and they had that really shitty PC performance? You know how I ended up playing through that game? I went to Patreon, downloaded some dude's DLSS 3 mod, and it just, like, doubled the frame rate for me. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, I'm sure people will say you're using fake frames. I'm like, it felt it felt real to me, okay? <laughs> like, that, that fake frame felt real to me, so I'm going to enjoy my experience. Yeah, I had to, I had to play that at... On the Xbox, I had to cap it in quality mode, which was which hurt because I like having that performance mode. That thing was all over the place, but I went all the way through it on quality mode. The game itself, really good. Man, it's technically a mess. Oh gosh, that's the worst part. Oh, that, that game, and you know the thing is, it's like it could have easily been a game of the year, but because you because they messed it up in that in that release date, that's all people remember. Yeah. And, and, and I hate the discussion that, like, some of the gaming audience has where it's, like, a year after release. It's like, hey, uh, the game is good now. I'm like, yeah, but it should have been a completed product the day of its release. You know, back in the day, if a game released terribly, yeah, it sucked. Back then, games released nice. And then a year later, you would get an extra expansion pack, and then you would restart the discussion. Like, Cyberpunk 2077, dude, that new Phantom Liberty is about to drop on September. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone's like, I'm really excited. I'm like, what are you that excited for? The fact that you're about to get, like, GTA 5 levels of, like, gaming features into a game now? Like, I had a buddy who was like, you know they're going to put police chases into Cyberpunk? And I'm like... <laughs> they talked about that man. when it first came out. I'm, I'm just like... Uh-huh. I, I'm just like, dude, I, all I want is, like, the game to to be completed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with with Jedi Survivor is like the structure of the game from beginning to end, very good. Mm. I mean, it feels like a very complete experience. It's just it just showed up in one of the worst possible states imaginable, and it's like so I, I made the I made like the Twitter videos the night of its release. I downloaded it, got into it. Man, the 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 shock on my face when I fired up on a forty ninety, and like. The game runs at like 45, 40 frames a second. I had people in my comment section going, you had a aged processor. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. My Ryzen 9 5950X, oh, gosh. <laughs> a year too old. Yeah, it's just out of the market. Totally aged beyond comparison. You're right. It, clearly my system is at fault here. I had one guy that's like, did you have enough RAM? I'm like, no, last I checked, I had a pretty humble 128 gigs of RAM sitting in my dress. So, you know, I, I RAM, yeah, <laughs> maybe enough, like, I'm sure I'm rendering a whole galaxy far, far away, but I, I was under the assumption it could work underneath this. 4090 was the greatest. It's like, maybe your GPU is not strong enough. I'm like, that 4090 isn't strong enough. There ain't going to be anything in the market that's beating it. That's the strongest the GPU thing is the size of the PlayStation 5. So. <laughs> like, that's, that's top of the when line I, when I 
when I unboxed the 4090, I looked at it. I'm like, man, I'm not expected to be this big. I have been, I've been watching my like tech channels that long. It's been a while because when I unboxed it, I, I remember I thought the 3090, I'm like, this is huge. When you're fitting in like a retention bracket with the GPU, retention you know you're too bracket. big. Wow. Yeah. You're too big. With the 4090, it's not even like, oh, you don't need, you absolutely need to make sure the retention bracket is in the 4090. Because when I put this thing in, it was a bit like that poor PCI connector was like, please just kill me <laughs> now. Like, please end me. Yeah, I'm like, like the PCI connector is bending, like the little standoffs on top of the motherboard are like, listen, we need some extra support going on here. Like one of my buddies, he didn't know how to install the GPU retention bracket. So he went and bought a Funko Pop and just like stuck it underneath <laughs> Hold it up. I'm like, I don't know if that's good, but hey, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah, it's so funny as your PC gaming is now. I was actually working on a, a video where I'm building a Windows XP machine from 2006, I think is when Ooh, I was targeting. the retro gaming PC yeah. build? Yeah, and it's, it's very close to the one I had back then because I had a PC from 2002 and I just kept adding on to it. So mm -hmm. I went back and I was like, okay, yeah, it was like the NVIDIA 7000 series back then. We had like four gigabytes of DDR2 was incredible. And then the, the uh, Athlon X2. And so I'm like building this thing out. And I'm like, man, it's so different compared to now. Oh, it's ridiculous. You're going to, you're going to run. You're going to, I feel like your performance is going to be like, ah, it's able to run crisis at like 30 frames. And that's kind of like where the, I, where the retro PC, like I got a hard drive. I got a Maxter hard drive coming in from 2006. <laughs> that I'm going to load everything onto. I'm going for the experience. The hardest I mean, thing has been yeah. finding a case from that time period that's not $80 to ship. <laughs> that's been cuz they were tanks I, back then. I, I was going to I was going to do the same thing you're talking about for like a Windows 98 system, yeah. but I got so annoying finding systems like yeah. that that I just ended up like virtualizing a retro gaming PC, putting it into a box and like making it so headless that when you fired it up like I did the I did the I did the you know like boomer check where I got my dad to come like press the power. He's like, oh Windows ninety eight loading screen. I'm like, how does it feel? Feels good. Okay, yeah, it's it's, it's not really like a Windows ninety eight computer. So closest I can get with like you know you can get away with for that because that was the time period where we didn't even really have video cards, right? You mm -hmm. could probably buy an old compact Presario, and at that time they had they were running like one hundred thirty three megahertz and stuff, and that was like like killer back then you could actually run like all the games on that like just buy yeah, them back, straight up <laughs> back in the day it was funny because graphic cards used to be just video accelerators yep and they just used to promote like certain specific feature sets nowadays like people who build pcs now i'm like man building a computer now is like literally way easier compared to like you know that xp era the 98 era right where it's mm -hmm. like you know, back then people had to like even sound cards, for instance, right? Or like, yep. shit, you need to like a sound blaster, shit. You, do I get voodoo effects or do I get something else? Like people <laughs> who complain about RTX and all this stuff now, I'm like, you get one piece of proprietary technology and you think gaming is like PC gaming is tough. Go back into the early days where you had like 3DFX, NVIDIA, ATI, all these companies coming together with like their own brands of mm -hmm. like video acceleration. And you tell me like nowadays... When I'm sitting over there, I'm talking about ray tracing. I'm like, don't feel like you're sitting in a bad time. Anybody that has a this this tech is relatively platform agnostic, which you should be thankful for, right? Like, like I've had people with like AMD cards who are like sitting there telling me their ray tracing isn't good. I'm like, just be glad that the software runs between both the cards, okay? Right. Like yeah, it was. Yeah, you're 
you're missing out on DLSS. You're missing out on a few features, but I mean, like for the most purpose, this is not back into the classic days. It's even with consoles now. It's like back in the early days of like that Sony versus Nintendo versus Sega era. They really were different pieces of hardware. Like there were fundamental, di- dude. That Xbox, PS2, GameCube era. The power differences between all three systems was enormous, right? Yeah, it like was. Xbox. Xbox was a generation different than PS2 GameCube. Mm-hmm. And it showed in the games. Like Splinter Cell versus like Splinter Cell on the Chaos PS2. Theory especially, yeah. Night and day difference. I played yeah. Chaos 3 on the PS2. Then I played it on the Xbox. I'm like, oh my god, it's a totally different game. Yep. There's no loads in the middle of they it. They had bump mapping on the Xbox version as well. So that's yeah. why everything looked so different on the ground. And it was, it was, it yeah. was crazy. GameCube was nice. And then PS2, while it was the most weak system of that generation... Back then, those developers, Metal Gear Solid 3, Final Fantasy X. Dude, can you imagine San Andreas was running on a PS2? Mm-hmm. Like, you look at the specs, and it's like, the developers over at Rockstar North at the time, they were just, they, they like, they must have, this was like, this wasn't even just crunch. This was like straight, full passion project. Like, we're yeah. going above and beyond where we had to. Yep. So, yeah, the games was like Doom life. 3 and Half-Life 2 find their way onto that original Xbox, which was ridiculous because it had like 64 megabytes of RAM, but they still made it all work. So it's it was a, that was an interesting time, but definitely. Now they're just PCs and little console boxes. And, you know, it's like, it's like recently, like I'm working on a video for Shenmue 2 now. Like that's oh. one of my like little small passion projects because I made a video. I'm like Shenmue, why it is actually one of the worst games <laughs> that I've ever played because I'm like, hey, it looks cool. Like, I told her, I'm like, this is one of Sega's most expensive projects. It's actually one of the most, like, detailed open worlds, even compared mm-hmm. to, like, GTA 3 at the time. Because I'm sitting there, I'm telling people, I'm like, listen, you can go into everything. The, the world is really detailed for the GameCube. The game itself, on the other hand, okay, that's that's a whole different scenario. Because I have to tell people, I'm like, this game is like, if you had a revenge story, but occasionally Rio has to file, like, his account, like, his taxes. So he's like, hey gotta avenge my dad's you know death on monday but oh, i gotta make sure i pay my electric bill on tuesday yeah. and you're doing the whole process by hand so shenmue 2 i'm like it's the sequel to the worst game ever made in my opinion because it's like it's actually a fun game to me like super immersive super fun but it's like it's when it's when like it's when like a game developer goes like super insane into their detail because i because what blew my mind playing it again was i didn't even know about it but they had this thing called the magic room system mm-hmm. where like so inside a skyscraper because they they made skyscrapers and you can go into every single door inside the skyscraper now the rooms were all procedurally generated with like you know they're realistically generated very procedurally done but i'm like for back then yeah at that time insane. that's ridiculous yeah <laughs> And then, and, then, and then you realize, oh, this is why Sega went out yes, of the console. they had to leave. <laughs> yeah, they needed to... I think it was something like for Shenmue when they made that, they had to sell, like, two copies for every, like, Dreamcast that was on the market or something. And that's, that's probably not oh, going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, they were they were going above and beyond. And it's like, when Shenmue 3 came out, I'm like... And then I found out they want to make 4 and 5. I'm like, all right, we got to stop, like, uses from, like... Over- <laughs> Dude, Shenmue 3 was probably, like, it's it's the reason why I, I kind of hate the Shenmue 2 videos. Like, I know by making it, I'm going to have to do a third one. And it's going to be the most scathing hatred oh, critique of this yeah. game. And I'm like, this game just makes me, what like, I, I literally gave up this game in, like, an hour into it. Because I'm like, it's so boring. It's so just, like, I, I want to actually die playing this game. You know they have a food system in the game? Like, they have such an insane food system. That every time you move, your health consistently drains. So you just have to keep buying food and eating it. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's that like... is like, 
it's it's like those survival system mechanics, like Minecraft. You know, you gotta eat food every now and then. It's that, but on crack. Because oh shit, I'm in the middle of a fight. Oh man, I'm like dying. Better make sure no other encounter happens. Gotta rush my ass over to the nearest Walgreens, buy like uh, like sixty dollars worth of groceries, and just fucking consume like the dumbest stuff that you've ever seen implemented. I have no idea how any of the developers on that game thought it was. A... That's how you know you haven't playtested the game, you and, know? Uh, from what I've, what I've seen, Shenmue 3 didn't resolve much of anything, so... No, because that's the whole thing. Like, you play through the game, and I know this. Like, I know it doesn't do anything. It's like the Mass Effect 2 in the storyline. Except it's not even a good game there. It's just like, the story's not existent, the game sucks, but, you know, it's the journey. Well, that was... Uh... It's quite the journey we had here ourselves for that. For Spawn Boy. <laughs> we went all over. We did live service. We talked about Halo, Call of Duty, and all of that. And then we went right into Aliens and UFOs. Then we went right into the Switch 2 and then into PC gaming from 2006. So it was... Uh, then we, we had to do the obligatory Shenmue rip at the end, yes. too. But, you know. <laughs> wow, that was... That was, that was yeah, anyway. Thanks for having me. That man. was a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time come by i know yeah, you're busy man. i know you're busy guy so i appreciate it and yeah, uh we'll the you. we'll the jump on like halo or something get some of the other guys on and just kind of hang for out. sure man like for any like you know i hell i'll play call of duty with you guys it was just you know the guys being the guys i guess yeah the call of duty we, we mess around war zone sometimes we did exo primal for a while and then we beat it we moved on from that so I played a round or two of that, enjoyed it, but like, you know, it's just again every time i jump into a game and i see the cash shot being thrown towards me mm -hmm. i'm like it's like, it's like it's like Nexon games, but like now they're also sixty dollars, so it's like fine. I think it took sixty two matches to beat the game. <laughs> hey, we did but it. Like, you see, this this is I'm so glad that Game Pass kind of exists. It's also like a you can make a whole video talking about like the detrimental effects of a Game Pass like service, and it's just like half the time it's like you got a hundred games on the service. Only like three of them are like full featured experiences. The other ones need to also have monetization on top of it. And they're also just like, you know. Hey, Starfield's coming. Yeah. Starfield's coming. <laughs> I'm excited. I shouldn't say I'm hyped for that game. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna reserve my excitement, but You're extremely man, interested. I, I'm very yeah. interested to explore the star. Anything to, to fucking shut up the star citizen nerds out there. <laughs> anything, dude. Oh, thanks. <sighs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And I'll be back at some point with another episode of Spawn Point. Make sure you check out Muda over on his uh, channel, Some Ordinary Gamers, although I'm sure many of you have probably already heard of him. So we'll, we'll, catch, you guys. we'll catch you guys next time. All right. Take care, guys.